no intro music, no nothing, just me and the sound of my terribly loud fan. <laughs> Sorry if you can hear that. Hello internet beginners and hello pop culture fanatics. My name is Jordan Paul Slater and I am the founding editor-in-chief of Incoming, the social media newsletter all about what happens on social media and why it matters. And today I am coming to you live, definitely not in stereo, with a situation that I felt was only appropriate to do in an honest, bare-bones conversation. This podcast is going to be different than the other episodes that you will hear, simply because it is way more disorganized. <laughs> I was debating whether or not um, incoming should cover this topic, and I think there are a lot of nuances here that kind of need to be fleshed out, and I think it's important to kind of address the issues with the darker side of the internet. I wanted to come to y'all straight, no nothing, just me talking about the situation. And of course, leave your thoughts, opinions, reactions in the comments below. So first, let me say this before I begin. I support the 16-year-old who spoke out against James Charles. I want to end this narrative that we've allowed to exist and breathe for so long that children lie to you, that children are mischievous, that children are deceitful, that children have this malicious bone in their body that makes them want to just lie constantly. I want to end that narrative. I think it strips them of their agency, strips them of their emotional intelligence, strips them of their ideas, strips them of the idea that they can perceive things that are happening to them and be able to express that in a verbal way. And in this case, I don't really care if the 16-year-old lied about their age or not. A minor is being hurt. And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more throughout this audio. So what am I talking about, right? Because <laughs> I know a lot of you that subscribe to this newsletter are kind of interested in social media, but don't really know the ins and the outs and all that stuff. So let me break down the situation that I'm talking about and then we'll have our cultural conversations, right? And also I'll get into more of my thoughts um, and reactions, reflections. So first, um, James Charles was exposed for sending sexually explicit photos to a minor. That's the bare bones of the situation. The semantics are that a 16-year-old boy, I will not say their name, um, but a 16-year-old came onto their TikTok platform basically saying that they have been receiving sexually explicit messages and photos from James Charles. Um, they said that they did say their age, um, and that also um, they were a fan of James Charles and they're really just excited to be talking to him and um, things got flirty, things got sexual and pictures were exchanged. James Charles did release a statement um, and in that statement he like dismissed the claim that um, the 16 year old did was honest about their age um, and 
he also just kind of ended that statement saying that I will now be IDing people who I interact with on the internet. Okay. Okay. So for the sake of brevity, even though I have a feeling that this podcast is not going to be short, um, but I will link a video or some articles or some sort of resource to back up my claims that I'll be making against James Charles a little later. Um, There are some brilliant commentators and I would like to call them internet historians (laughs) or drama channels um, who have a better catalog of James's inappropriate behavior, either themes of him exploiting his fame, behaving inappropriately with minors. There is a backlog, there is a history and I will be referencing this history a lot. So if you're curious and want to know the ins and outs, I will leave a resource for you so that you know, and I'll try and keep it short, but this history, this James Charles lore is not short. (laughs) So just a forewarning. Before we get into my thoughts and reactions and reflections on this, we need to have a talk about the intersection between minors, sexuality, and the internet. And why I will always say that the internet and social media will never be a home for minors, period. Um, And I say that for a multitude of reasons. One, I think primarily and the most important thing is that the algorithm as it works within different social media apps, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to episode one, but the algorithm within each social media apps allow for minors to get access to sexually explicit content way too soon and not only that they get access to content which are access to other people who may or may not want to harm them in an emotional way in a physical way in a mental way it doesn't matter harm is harm right and i just don't think that's okay and not only that more importantly than just kind of like intersecting with people who want to harm them right which is already bad i think the algorithm on a lot of social media apps especially tiktok especially tiktok i think that it exposes minors to the idea of being a fully sexual sexually realized human being way too soon now a lot of sex positive people are going to be gasping and and clutching for their purses after that sentence has left my mouth, but it's true. I don't think minors should be exploring their sexuality in the way that social media wants them to explore their sexuality. Let me, let me explain that. Social media is not the home for nuance. I think that's just a common theme that's going to be established here on Incoming is that social media is not a home for nuance. And when it comes to sexuality... It tries to put sexuality in a black or white box in a way that makes it more accessible. So, for instance, like a TikTok dance to Megan Thee Stallion's sex talk will blow up on the app. And it's a dance. It's fun. Dancing is fun. But the sex, sexually explicit moves, the sexually explicit lyrics allows for this normalization of just incorporating sex into the human experience instead of incorporating sex into the maturation experience and i think those are two different things 
And I don't think minors should be having to decipher that. I think it is profitable for minors to engage in sexually explicit behavior and sexually explicit themes. I think it is profitable to adults. I mean, again, like not to pick on Megan the Stallion because I because I love her because I love Megan the Stallion. The only person that profits from her from a dance, you know, of her of you know her song "Sex Talk." only benefits her and benefits the people who want to see children do sexual moves. There are minors who are being hurt by this. And I also think, circling back to my idea of minors being exposed to the theme of being fully sexualized human beings way too early, I think that in the current state that we're in, with the lack of good sex education. And when I mean good sex education, I mean not only talking about the mechanics of sex or the biology of sex, but talking about the social aspect of sex, talking about consent, sexuality, and what that means, giving a realistic look at teenage pregnancy and actually explaining what pregnancy looks like because I'm sure that when you like a lot of women and girls go into pregnancy not knowing what to expect and if girls knew (laughs) the trials and tribulations that could come with being pregnant no girl would want to be pregnant especially not at 15 16 that's enough abstinence training and enough just learning what it is right learning about consent what is consent what is not consent and getting those messages into our children's heads early i don't think we have a solid enough educational backing for children being exposed to this idea of being fully sexually realized because in this constant cycle this constant perpetuating um, cycle of of children being exposed to sexual themes and content and then considering themselves sexually realized human beings and then going out into the world and you know with hormones raging around in your brain you're just trying to you know grab anything that moves right this constantly puts children in situations where they'll be harmed where they'll be taken advantage of there are too many stories there are too many examples of how our societal structure fails children every single day and i think in this situation i think it's especially important to note that no 16 year old should be having to deal with this first of all i don't think children should be sending nudes at all because that is child pornography period i don't know what it could not be and i just think that this this situation is is very sick because at the end of the day a child is being hurt And even if it comes out that this child was lying, right? This child was lying about their age and they were trying to trick James Charles and expose James Charles and X, Y, Z, they are still going to be subjected to harassment, if not from the general public, then from James Charles's stands. And there are already thousands of them. There are already thousands, hundreds, maybe, if you want to scale it down. And they'll probably be harassed off of their platforms. And that's not fair. That's not fair. But luckily, right, this person has receipts. I think the concepts of receipts in internet controversy is so interesting. And it's especially interesting in the case of James Charles and Drama Getting 2. But that's not what this episode's about. 
<laughs> That's not what this episode is about. All right, so now I've had my little rant about the cultural implications of minors and sexuality. I'm going to get into my reflections and reactions to the situation. Um, one, disgust and disbelief. Yep, disgust and disbelief. Because like I mentioned not too long ago, this is not the first time that James Charles is dealing with something like this since Dramageddon 2 in 2019. It is 2021. 2021. We have been dealing with this saga of is James Charles a predator? Is James Charles irresponsible with his thing? Is James Charles a child groomer? Someone who disrespects people's boundaries as far as, you know, there's also allegations of him, um, you know, coming on to straight men, un- like, relentlessly. And I'm very careful about kind of spreading that part of the argument considering that there is a narrative that society wants so badly of gay men being pedophiles or being sexually deviant and mischievous and I don't want to peddle that narrative with the platform I do have so I'm not going to be speaking on those allegations although they are out there they are out there but there is too much history of James Charles being inappropriate with his platform that we cannot just sit by and let it happen anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Also, I think there is something fishy about the way that he responded to the situation. One, I don't think that James responded to the situation in a way that considers the legality of it because sending sexually explicit photos to a minor is illegal. That's kind of it. <laughs> um, besides the fact that it is illegal, you do not put up a notes app apology for illegal activity. I don't know why people who get caught in sexually inappropriate behavior on the internet, i.e. a Tony Lopez, right? If you don't know who he is, check out my cancel culture article, Lopez, right? Who puts up a notes app apology for for being inappropriate with minors and does an Instagram live, um, that's illegal. <laughs> this is illegal. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. What's going on? And I'm laughing out of disbelief because it's kind of like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I like manipulated teenage girls into like being sexual with me, but here's a notes app apology. Like, <laughs> like, like the insanity that we've come to, right? But yeah, I, I don't think that's appropriate, one. And two, with this narrative that James Charles has been building for himself of that he is this business person and he likes to think of the business side of things and be really analytical with his platform and do the strategic stuff. James, I don't believe you when you say that you after all this stuff, after these long, these long years of saga, are you or are you not a pedophile, child groomer, irresponsible with your platform, right? How are you not identifying people? How are you not asking for their IDs already? This is not the first time. If you are such a business person, you didn't do the one thing that could protect your, your platform, the one thing that I, like asking for ID, And not only this, 
apparently this child is already TikTok famous. They have, they also, they have their age in their TikTok bio. If you met them on social media, you could not have just skipped their age. If you even followed them on Instagram, apparently there's an Instagram highlight with has their TikTok profile and their age in their bio. And bio is a little space under under the name on the app. It's just so I make this clear. It's not easy to miss. It's not easy to miss. Especially if you're as social media fluent as James Charles. So I don't really I don't really buy that. I don't really that doesn't really make sense to me. I don't wanna buy this notion that James Charles is trying to peddle that he is so desperate for love that he doesn't think about his business he doesn't think about his career he doesn't think about his status his reputation those two narratives of james charles is a smart businessman and james charles is so desperate for love and sexual attention they don't add up to me there's no congruency here that doesn't make sense to me and i get so fired up talking about this because i know that james charles is going to get away with this because the nature of the internet because I really don't think the 16-year-old is going to press charges or their family is going to press charges. If they do, James Charles will probably just, like, have a settlement or something. I don't know. He'll just buy his way out, like all the rich people do. So at the end of the day, no matter what, this child is being hurt. Their name is out there. Probably other personal information because of the digital footprint. We are all being tracked and watched every single second. So, some one of those James Charles stand will probably find their school and try and ruin their life for the rest of their life. I think this is disgusting. So, yeah, I, I don't buy the idea that James Charles is the smart businessman, um, nor do I buy the idea that um, he didn't know what he was doing because he did. Also, I have experience with being excited about somebody new, as a lot of us do. Logic does go out of the window, but considering the amount of history that James Charles have as, sorry, of all these people coming out of the woodwork to try and expose him and try and say that, oh yes, the narrative is true. He is sexually inappropriate and he does abuse his babe. Like, you can't do that. If you are a smart businessman, you would protect yourself from this. You are James Charles. You are no longer a normal, like, a normal 21-year-old. You are James Charles. I think it's weird how these influencers always want this title of normalcy, want this, this title of being regular. Once you blow up on social media, you are no longer regular. Does that mean that people can come, like and try and impede on your safety, on your sanity, on your mental health, on your physical health and physical sense of safety. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But what that does mean is that you have access to different forms of communication, to different forms of apps. I think there's a dating app for celebrities now. Meet people your age on there. Or, you know, you can ask for IDs of people who you're talking to on the internet. You can do that. You're James Charles. Of course you can do that. You can do that in a way that nobody else can. So it's so weird to me. This, this situation is weird. And I think, you know, I think that's the best, that's the best way to sum it up is that James Charles, it's getting weird. James Charles, it's getting weird now. It was like, oh, okay, like this, I guess, 
person is trying to expose James Charles, right? The straight man who is, you know, legal of age is trying to say that James Charles is some predator or whatever, and they're looking for clout. Okay, whatever. Then a 14-year-old boy came out before this last one and said that James Charles was being sexual towards them, and then they got bullied off the internet. And then this kid comes out now, James. James. (laughs) It's getting weird, James. It's getting weird. It's getting uncomfortable. And at this point, I think I think James Charles does not need his accessible platforms. YouTube is fine for at, at the moment until we could fully validate and investigate the nature of these claims. And that's not saying that I don't believe the child due process and all that. Even though morally, I think he should be deplatformed legally. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if no pre- if no charges are being pressed against him, I guess. I don't know too much about the legal stuff, so I might just be sounding like an idiot, and that's fine. But I think that James Charles no longer needs to have a Snapchat. I think James Charles doesn't need a Twitter. I don't really need to hear James Charles's thoughts and opinions about anything. Um, I don't think James Charles needs a TikTok platform. I think his Instagram needs to be shut down um, by his management. By his management. He doesn't really need much accessible social media anymore he could just be james charles make the youtube content and then you know peace out i also have lots of biases towards james charles um personally with all of the history of his scandals whether it's you know calling black influencers and black celebrities out of their name and inserting himself into black business whether it's collabing during covid and doing stupid tiktok dances that he does not do well in front of these TikTok houses that are already COVID unsafe and just kind of flaunting around that he's James Charles, he's rich and he's immune from COVID because it seems like rich people can't get this damn virus. If it's not those things, it's it's something else. It really just always seems to be something else with James. I think that James Charles has racist tendencies. I think he does not regard the safety of others. And with all of that kind of compounding my opinions on James just being generally negative I don't consider him redeemable in this situation and I just want there to be some sort of justice and I want there to be some sort of conclusion but only time will tell only time will tell but yeah I will link the sources below so you understand kind of the history I am referring to um and I'll do my best to link uh, to Black queer creatives um, because they need the support and the views and the comments and the love um, as much as possible, um, more than I do, to be honest, or more than any of us. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening to this installment of the podcast. I'm sorry it's so serious already so soon, but I feel like it's the responsible thing to talk about this and to kind of bring more awareness to it. Be sure to subscribe to Incoming for more social media news and cultural conversations and hot takes and all of that. Take care. Be safe.